everybody. Welcome to the AJ Bucon Podcast. This is episode 32, and I am calling it Leftovers. So here is the thing. Um, I had taken off a, about three weeks or so for an extended break from doing the podcast. Um, I was tired from school. Um, my students have been great, but uh, I was just going through some physical pain, uh, believe it or not, involved with uh, teaching. And I need to give myself a little bit of a rest. Um, so I thought it was time to kind of get back into uh, the chair again and, and let you know what's been going on. So about two weeks ago, <clears throat> uh, JT from the uh, Juice Box podcast sent me uh, a TikTok. He's constantly sending me these, these TikToks that are kind of uh, philosophical in nature. And... Um, this one that he sent one that he sent was uh, happened to be one that I don't think he has sent me before, but there's been similar to ones that I have seen um, recently. And um, I, I don't have a TikTok account; I don't get into that. But he does send me these a couple times, um, every so often. But anyhow, uh, the one that he sent me has this like it's I don't I'm gonna try to explain it the best that I can. Um it's a nature setting. Um it's out in the wilderness somewhere on the west coast. Um I think it's my guess I think it's probably uh, northern California, Seattle, that area. Um the person who's filming, um you don't really you don't really see the person who's filming, but what you do see is this person's dog kind of walking ahead of him right outside of this cabin that is in the woods and there are lights everywhere and the, uh, the person has decorated the kind of this cabin in the woods it's very secluded lights are everywhere the dog's just kind of walking around and you're the person's following uh, the dog uh, and you hear this beautiful music playing and it's it's a quite a, a, a serene um, setting uh, it's one that I, I think many times, you know, I, I remember asking JT, I said, is this someplace that you would want to go or you would spend any time with? And he was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. And I said, I, I would too. Um, if not for, you know, just for the sake of being able to kind of shut out the rest of the world. And I thought about it because um, it's such a beautiful, beautiful little place. Um and I thought, well, wouldn't that be neat to just be able to get away to a cabin, uh, someplace where, you know, limited resources, you know, you had your, you had no TV, you know, hopefully you had running water in a bathroom, but, you know, it's just really limited and you're just really isolated. Um, would it be possible to, you know, shut out the world around you, anything that was on your mind? Um, anything that was bothering you, tragedies that had been had befallen you, would it be possible to just be in this idyllic location and just be there? And I, I thought about it, and I wondered: is it you know, is it ever really possible for us to 
separate what our experiences have been with our current state. And I don't think that's possible. I, you know, I, I think about, you know, going there and you know, sitting out there. If I took my dog out, took Charlie Bear out, and we were hanging out there, what would be on my mind? What would I be thinking about? Um, thinking about being home again, probably. Uh, thinking about the things that I needed to do for school. The plans that I would, you know, be making for, you know, the future, whatever it may be. Things that I want to do when I return. But would I be able to just kind of concentrate and just kind of be in that moment? And, you know, we, we, we kind of ask ourselves sometimes when we're, we're looking at the world, we're looking at how our lives are going. You know, I know that people have heard that before about living in the moment and being there in the moment. And it's really hard to do, I think, for many people. It's definitely hard for me um, just to kind of realize, you know, when something is good and just enjoyable, um, spiritual, cathartic, whatever it may be, that you're just there. And um, to recognize it as such. And how difficult it would be just to, um, to kind of tune everything else out whenever that's going on. So anyhow, let me just kind of bring this around to kind of a recent blog that I did that I, I called Carrots. Um, if you haven't read it, it's on my website at ajbucon.com. Uh, um, I probably won't be writing another one for a little while, at least until school's out, but we'll, we'll see. You never know. But it was a, a blog that I really, you know, sometimes when I'm writing, I just get that inspiration. Something happens, something um, that kind of you know, makes me think it was just one of those moments. And uh, I said, I got to write about this. And I came home and I was just determined, you know, I had it going through my head, what I was going to write, what I was going to say. And I started putting it, you know, putting it down on paper and, you know, typing it up and releasing it on Sunday morning. But um, I want to kind of go back and talk about that, uh, that moment a little bit, because it's difficult sometimes to, you know, when you're writing to take an experience and put it onto paper and to kind of translate that and um, transfer all the feelings that you that I associated with the moment to uh, someone who is reading the blog. So I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about more context for it. So anyhow, the blog was called Carrots and uh, it was kind of dedicated toward, I kind of dedicated it to my class, but it was you know, because it was really about them and the, the law of the energy that I get from them um, as a teacher. Uh, for me, more context. Um, been teaching. That's my thirty-second year. Um, I'm, I'm tired, and I know that a lot of people are tired right now. And I don't want to make this the sound make this sound as if, um, well, you know, what was me? I, I love my job. Uh, I love teaching. I if I didn't love it, I don't know that I would have been doing it for this long. Um, I get a lot of my energy, uh, my creativity, um, it's my outlet for things that I want to do. Uh, it's my, it's my passion to be able to connect with people, uh, particularly high school students on different levels and kind of get people to think maybe about life in a different way, um, while we're doing, while we're writing our essays and we're studying other pieces of literature. It's just a great great job but I have to say um, 
32 years teaching, it, it does take its toll on you. Um, you know, every year I, I think I've been teaching seniors for, oh my goodness gracious, probably about, definitely at least 20, 20 years minimum, definitely t maximum maybe 25. And I think about all the like the research papers and the paper, the other papers that I have read and scoured over and um, written on, and you know, countless ones. I mean, they ha it honestly, it has to be in the thousands. And so, for me, what happens is um, I try to find ways of kind of breaking it down so it doesn't become as um, challenging as it is. Uh, my students typically, you know, they pick out their own topics, they, they're doing their topics, and they're coming up with their own ideas, but uh, I work with them kind of polishing the paper as we're doing it. But then there comes a time when I need to sit down and read them, and what happens is, and this is, um, I don't know if this is just old age or it's just the, the, the way that the world and teaching has changed, but I find myself... Uh, like becoming really pained in my right shoulder and my students laugh at me all the time because I'm like um, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm wearing a brace on my arm uh, sometimes I have a, like a hot pack that I'm putting on my shoulder um, they constantly see me rubbing like CBD salve on my arm just to kind of get it loosened up without using a stress ball and doing exercises with it just to keep my hand loose and part of the problem is, like, as a teacher, you know, in my job, you know, reading papers, papers on the table, on the desk in front of me, I'm just kind of leaning over. I try to watch my posture, but I'm typically reading. And I think it's hard to read, you know, particularly a, a paper looking straight ahead. And, I, you know, I was thinking, could I, like, take a paper clip and a magnetized paper clip and put it on a board? Well, then I'm writing on the board. And I just wonder if that would work or if that would take too much time. But... I think the time I spent thinking about that was probably time I could have spent, you know, reading another paper. Uh, but having said that, the time I take, you know, reading it, which I'm not saying that I, I dislike. I don't mind reading student work. It's not, you know, it's part of my job. It's part of what I enjoy, you know, definitely enjoy doing. But it took a physical toll on me to the point where, like, even now, um, after taking off, you know, taking off the podcast for about three or four weeks, I'm just getting that feeling back in my hands because I'm not, you know, writing as many notes. I'm trying to make a more of an effort to stay off of the computer and move that mouse around because it just becomes really painful to me. And so I'm trying to do do more in terms of exercises, et cetera, et cetera. But anyhow, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, context. Context is always important. So anyhow, yeah, um, came back from spring break pain starting again and I was like oh what am I gonna do um, you know we got about two months left and I was really struggling and you know anytime we, we kind of have pain in any part of our, our bodies it creates a certain level of anxiety um, for us because we can't do the things that we normally like to do and for me personally when that happens um, anxiety then triggers kind of a, a like episodes of depression when you know like when you you kind of you can't do the things that you normally do your body won't let you do it because anytime like I'm trying to read a paper I can't concentrate the pain you know it's it's causing me pain and then I become backed up in terms of how many papers I'm getting done and then I think I'm not doing a good job and I have to 
find another way of doing this or I just have to stop doing this altogether. And so uh, as a teacher, I had to say, I, you know, what am I doing here? And I was really, I was to the point where I said, I don't know how much longer I can continue to do this. And um, I wasn't sure if my body, you know, could hold up with it, hold up to, you know, the rigors of day-to-day -day teaching. Um, my brother Jim always makes fun. He says, well, you know, you know, you all get summers off. And I said, you know, I don't want to get into that argument. You know, you could just give them some homework and have them work on it while you're doing it. I said, it's not as easy as you make it sound. Um, particularly when you have, you know, on a regular basis as a teacher, when you have 60 to 70 students that you see uh, or more on a regular basis, you got a plan for what your classes are going to be like. You got to teach your classes. You got to grade your papers. And you have very little time in which to do that. And unfortunately, society is kind of, um, you know, in recent years, well, it's been a long, it's always been this way, I think, for teachers. It's always been like, well, the expectation is you arrive early and you stay late, and or you take papers home and you're working on them while the kids are doing something or while you're watching TV. And I've had to um, draw some lines recently and say, I'm not taking anything home, so I don't take anything home anymore, but I do find myself staying later and later. And what happens is you just kind of keep sinking into, you know, regardless of whether you're taking the work home or you're staying late and you're working on it, um, for me, it becomes this like weight on your shoulders, but you know, a figurative weight, like you have to get this stuff done, but then also this uh, physical weight that I have when I'm just trying to um, do the work that I need to do. So anyhow, more context. Two weeks after spring break's over, um, we're starting a book in my English 3 class. It's uh, Matthew Quick's book uh, called Boy 21. And great, great book if you're looking for a book to read. It's an incredible book. Uh, students always like it. Um, and this is for my junior uh, English class. They're, they're a great group of students. A lot of high energy people in there that make my life um, exciting every day. Um, but part of the story is um, in the story that one of the central character, the central character in the book, Finley, um, the, he's a he's the only white boy on the basketball team, and I don't know that you know we we've all, we all discuss whether they're bullying him or whether they're just tormenting him or teasing him or just having fun with him, um, you know as, as friends sometimes do. But you know at lunch they're always dumping carrots on his tray uh, those little tiny carrots that you know that you get at lunch and they're always dumping him on his tray and he has this, this big mound of carrots and they call him white rabbit um, from a book uh, by John Updike and so they're just always hey here's some more carrots eat up white rabbit and they just keep dumping them on his on his tray and it becomes you know initially he thought it was funny but then it starts to wear on him you know and um, it's not that really. It's not that funny anymore to him. Um, and so, long story short, the kids were kind of buying into that and under kind of understanding like what that represented in our lives. You know, the kind of the wear and tear in our lives. And anyhow, I was sitting there at lunch. I was tired. It was. I think it was a Friday afternoon. It had been a long week. My shoulder was just like aching with pain. My my arm was sore. I said, uh, I just got to get through this class. I don't know that I can do it. I was just so tired. And uh, they came in from lunch and um, 
Paxton and another and John came in first, and then other people started following in. And um, Paxton came in and he reached behind his back and he pulled out this bag of carrots and threw them on my desk. And um, it's like, uh, eat up, white rabbit. And I just started laughing. And I it was one of those moments where I just like, you know, when we talk about like finding that moment where you're just kind of there and you're in it. And it sounds crazy for that to be about carrots and his throwing the carrots on my desk, but it was. I just started laughing and laughing, and it just really, it just, it, the pain kind of left my arm, so to speak, with the laughter, and I just couldn't, you know, I was like, what more could I have asked for on a Friday afternoon than for my students to come in and throw these carrots, on this bag of carrots on my table or on my desk? Um, and it kind of put things into perspective, and you know, in the blog we talk about how you know we were all laughing and talking about it, and different people came in and had different stories, and you know I had like Deontay like emailing me, and or, I don't know maybe he was tagging me on Twitter about, hey I'm the one I suggested to carrots, I just couldn't be in class, and you know he's just taking my idea, and I said whoever's idea it was, um, I'm just I was touched that everyone gathered up these carrots and threw them on my table or on my desk again, table desk table desk. Anyhow, um, and so they said, "Well, hey, why don't we um, why don't we go outside and read some of the book today?" I was like, "Oh no!" If anyone knows me, I know that like Mrs. Kale and Kale, who teaches teaches art across the hallway from me, knows that like I never, ever, ever go outside to do anything with my classes. It's just not not something I enjoy doing. I like that control in the classroom. I like that environment. You know, they go outside anytime they want to, but, you know, class time, class time, we're just going to sit in there. And, you know, that day, for some reason, I was just like, the switches just went off. Any kind of guard that I had went off. I said, all right, let's go. And so um, we went outside, and it was just weird. It was like this surreal thing, like going out and sitting in the middle of the courtyard and just reading this book out loud. And, you know, the kids talking about the friendship between, uh, you know, Russ and, and Finley and uh, Aaron you know, the three main characters in the book, and um, then taking turns reading out loud. And it was just really one of those moments where you're just like, wow, everything is kind of cool. And for me, it, it took me back and said, um, you know, as, what, as we were walking back into the classroom, I was like, I'm still really tired. I still want to go home. But that moment kind of made it um, more unique to me, more um, personal to me. And, you know, I think I wrote in the blog about how, like, God sends different kinds of messages to us. And sometimes we just really have to be ready for them uh, and be aware of them when they come and be able to kind of be in that moment. And that's what I did that afternoon. It was just nice um, being able to do that. And, um, you know, it, it, I think sometimes it's we, we don't always hear that. Um, and it goes back to that whole thing that we were talking about. I was talking about earlier with um, the TikTok that uh, JT had sent me about, you know, being out in the wilderness and like being at that cabin with the lights going down, and just having the dog out there and the wonderful music playing and like just being like a perfect situation. Um, and what I did, I'm going to kind of bring us back to that little video. Um, is this, um, I started to, I said, well, I want to find out where this is. Does this really exist? Because for me, 
I'm so skeptical anymore. I'm saying I don't believe that someplace like this really exists. It seems like it's all fabricated. And so I started doing like little research and kind of going like clicking the, whoever this was on Instagram to finding out who it was and et cetera, et cetera. Not creeping by any means. That's not what I'm doing. I just wanted to find out if this was real. And it was. And it was, but it wasn't like what I perceived it to be. Um, it was a cabin there. Um, I think he and his girlfriend were were staying there from time to time. I don't know that they were living there, but you know, to me, once I looked back, like you know, for me, if you ever see the video, the guys coming out of the cabin onto the path down the the walk that goes down in front of the cabin with the lights going down the side, it's really such a nice nice scene. But then when I started finding actual pictures of it. I was seeing behind, I was seeing what was back there, you know, which, you know, I saw the cabin, what it looked like from the opposite side. And then, um, to be fair, I, magic kind of, I kind of lost that magical sense of wonderment for that place because I saw what was back there. And I, you know, I, you know, I've been thinking about this, this podcast for a while, like would I, cause I wanted to kind of connect the two. And, you know, to me, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, in our quest to, you know, find that, I, you know, that perfect moment, um, you know, we can search for it and search for it. Uh, we can try to somehow create it for ourselves, create our, you know, th this cabin in the woods with the beautiful lights and say, you know, this is what we want, but we can't ever forget what has come before or you know what's behind us um you know like for me with the, the issue of the carrots the one thing the thing that made that moment so important to me was not just the carrots like being thrown on my desk it wasn't that it was like a year's worth of time spent with these students some of them not always positive times some of them more often than not wonderful times but you know, kind of what life is all about. And, you know, it's the same thing like with the papers. Like, yeah, it was like wonderful about the carrots, but like in the same sense, I still have that pain from the carrots that, that falls behind me that is that was there in my past because I can't enjoy that, this particular moment unless, you know, the challenges, the struggles, um, the feelings of inadequacy, um, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, everything else is behind me and I can look forward. You know, I can enjoy this moment like that, you know, that guy watching his dog walk down the path with the lights and the music playing. That, you know, that moment can be real, but I also have to recognize that there is something kind of behind us, behind me, experiences that, you know, make those moments all that more special and so yeah i don't know if this makes any sense whatsoever i'm kind of in one of those places where i'm just attempting to put pieces of my life back together again and kind of enjoy those moments and see things a little bit differently so i don't know um this past week uh just some other great moments that have been going on in my life i want to um Kind of give a shout out to my nephew Chris Bucon and his wife Sammy, who uh, they they 
who gave birth to their uh, their first child, Colby James, a um, little over a weekend ago. Um, baby looked great, had a chance to meet him this weekend. Um, they're doing a great job um, as parents thus far, trying to do everything the right way. And it was just weird because, like, Chris was, like, saying, you know, we're, we were, it's just, you know, it's just weird how all these things start to come together. Chris was making this comment when he came up uh, this weekend about, like, how they were so excited about getting into their new house. They went to hurry up and get in, hurry up and get in, hurry up and get in. And now once they're, now that they've been in the house for a couple of months and they have, you know, a new baby there, he wants time to slow down a little bit because he's appreciating those those moments a little bit more. And I think that's really what we all have to do a little bit. You know, I know I have to do is just slow down a little bit, enjoy those those specific moments uh, when they happen. And, you know, it's just interesting. So, hey, congratulations, Chris and Sammy. Uh, Kobe James, look forward to having you on the podcast soon. Uh, that should be interesting. I definitely um, want to make sure I hook you up with some kind of little um, What's Up Buddy podcast baby gear. I think I'm going to get that going for you, but only if Chris or Sammy mentions that they heard this on the podcast because they were listening to it. So if they say it to me, I will get it for them. If they don't, well, I probably still will get it for him. And anyhow, so yeah, so congratulations to them. Um, it's wonderful. I'm very happy for you. Um, last couple of things. Um, getting close to the end of the school year for me. So hopefully I'll have another couple more couple students coming on here uh, before the end of the year, kind of talking about what's going on in their lives as they're heading towards graduation. If you haven't had a chance, uh, my blog is at uh, ajbucon.com. You will also find on there, I'm really excited about this, um, uh, a link at the end of the blog that will take you right to uh, 500 Mile Corner Store, which is my new Etsy store where I have some merch. I don't know. I've always wanted to do this, so I'm just trying to see if I can make like a little store, my own little store, somewhere in the corner of the internet, wherever it may be. And so, yeah, I got a lot of stuff on there right now. I'm not, I'm not dumping a bunch of stuff on there, but I'm just trying to like, you know, kind of do my thing. Um, I have what's up buddy t-shirts on there. I have a what's up buddy hoodie on there. I have, um, haven't put that this out much, but I have, uh, a create, um, t-shirt up there. I'm really proud of that one. That was something I kind of made myself. Um, if you want to check that out, I also have both of my books up there, so you do, you can continue to go to Amazon and get it, or you can definitely go to 500 Mile Country Store. Um, it's on Etsy, and uh, you can order both my books there. Um, and I'll be glad to sign them and um, send them out to you, or deliver them personally and put a little private message in there for you if you're getting them as a gift. But you know, kind of check that out. I, I think you will um, like that. I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, as part of the thing I'm doing with my store, um, anything that any of the, the apparel that I'm selling in there, uh, the proceeds I'm actually using towards my classroom at school. We have our big uh, Live a Great Story board in the back of our in the back of the room where we have all these pictures that we take throughout the year with the seniors about you know what their story has been like this year, and that's been kind of my um, my theme or our theme for the year, and so that costs money so i'm taking any proceeds that i have from that to uh 
buy all these pictures that I'm putting up there. And so, you know, I just put a bunch up today from uh, the prom that we had last um, Friday night. So go ahead, take a look at it, see what you think. Like something if you want. If you want to, you can always um, sign up to get messages uh, from the store. Um, it's all there for you. So definitely take a look at it. If you don't want to uh, go by the way of the store, you can always look on Amazon.com for both my books, My Corner of the World, which is my first book uh, that I wrote about my first year back teaching at my alma mater, Central Catholic High School. And my other book is a collection of some of my favorite blogs that I've done from, my time, from time and space with a little bit of um, commentary and kind of frame things a little bit differently for you. So both of them, really proud of them, never thought I would do it. And sometimes you need to slow down and do the things that you want to do and enjoy life and be creative. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, it's a crazy world out there. So slow down a little bit. Take your time. Remember to be kind to one another. Uh, the world needs a lot more kindness, a lot more people slowing down and, you know, abide, you know, being patient with one another and understanding a little bit more. Okay? So, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the AJ Buchan Podcast.